Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I'm at the NovaCare Complex, but not for much longer. As you know, it's the Eagles bye week. Philadelphia 6-0 after Sunday night's big win over the Dallas Cowboys. And we're all going to skedaddle. The players, they reported for a meeting on Monday, and then they took off after that. So they will enjoy their weeks and refresh and recharge and get ready to go, and I will do the same. But first, we bring you a very good self-scout edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. In this episode, we're going to sit down, as we do every week, with the head coach, Nick Sirianni. But I want to start with a visit in the NovaCare Complex office of defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, who has been able to get this defense on the same page in a very short order. And that is no small task when you consider all of the additions the Eagles made in the offseason. Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, Kaiser White... In the draft, Jordan Davis. Post-draft, just before training camp began, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Marcus Epps becomes a starter for the first time at the safety position. Josh Sweat, a full-time starter at defensive end. Integrating a lot of new pieces. A five-man defensive tackle rotation. Good pressure off the edge. TJ Edwards blossoming at the middle linebacker position. White, a perfect fit on the weak side. Reddick, a big playmaker as a pass rusher off the edge. Remember, the Eagles last year, 29 quarterback sacks. It's an area they needed to improve, and they have certainly done that. In the secondary, Bradbury comes in and teams absolutely perfectly with Darius' big play slay. And the safeties, Epps and CD, CJ Gardner-Johnson, well, they are just such a monumental improvement from 2021. So I had some time to talk to JG about the defense, where it's been, and where he thinks it's going to begin this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's our self-scout episode. JG, six games in, a lot of moving pieces here. And I wonder as you take this this bye week time and you step back and kind of look at it, how do you feel about the way things have gone and maybe where they might be in, in several weeks? Yeah, I, I feel good where we're at right now. You know, ultimately 6-0 and is six wins and no losses. So I think we're doing enough to help our team win. But we also know as a unit uh, that we can play a lot better uh, down the road and I think our best ball is ahead of us as we continue to you know work out certain details and get more comfortable playing with each other and um, guys are doing a good job right now of stepping up and making a lot of plays but I do think our best ball is ahead of us. I remember the before the season that the two statistical areas that you really emphasized were takeaways not giving up shot plays. How have you done obviously the, the takeaways first in the league how you doing on shot plays? Shot plays, I think, were fourth in explosive passes and 23rd in explosive runs. So we need to get the explosive rundowns a little bit. Um, but we know those are by with the, what the head coach's formula. That is two winning stats to every game. Uh, and we know that we got to do our part as it relates to the team in those areas. So anytime you can take the ball away and steal possessions for the offense and not give up points in a hurry, which typically explosives lead to, um, then you should be have a chance to be in the game. So 
we got a lot of areas to improve with those two statistics, but I like where we're at and I like where we're tracking. All these new faces on defense, including CJ, who comes in 10 days before the opener. Looking back, how challenging was it to get everybody on the same page? And then how gratifying has it been to get everybody on the same page? Yeah, it's really a good job by the coaches because anytime you have a new guy come in with not a lot of time to get him prepared, especially some of the schematic things that we do, it, it takes a little bit of a time and they really gave him a crash course and he's done a great job. Um, of picking everything up and learning and getting more comfortable as he goes, as all our off-season acquisitions, you know, with rookies and free agents have done. Uh, and I think that that's why I always think that our best ball is ahead of us because the more time on task and reps that we have, more games that we play, I think we're going to continue to ascend. But uh, ultimately, a great job by the position coaches to get them caught up and comfortable, and a good job by the new guys to come in and learn and understand the why and understand how they fit into the puzzle. Nick always talks about connecting. On your side of the ball, how do you feel about the way guys have connected? Awesome. And it's really, that's a, that's a testament to the head coach and the general manager. The players that we have acquired have very, very high football character. You can't come in this building and not have high football character. And when you have high football character, that means that you put the team in front of yourself, and that's their actions every day, how they prepare, how they practice, and how they play. And they know that, you know, we use the basketball analogy of you got five all-stars on the floor at one time. Somebody's going to have to give up shots at a certain point, and our guys understand the value of why that needs to happen and ultimately is to have success as a team over our individual success. Last one. Uh, it's the bye week. It's self-scouting week. Fans don't quite maybe understand what that really entails. From your standpoint, what do you accomplish this week? Yeah, we take a good hard look at our players first. You know, how can we improve our players? What do we have to have in place to improve our players? Because if we improve improve each player that will improve the unit then we look at the unit how can we improve the unit whether it be schematically or how i'm calling the game or whatever that may be how do we need to set up practice a little bit better or how do we set up the call sheet a little bit better how can we improve that slightly you know any tendencies that we have or things that have been good that we need to run more of things that haven't been as as good that we probably need to back down uh, we look at all those things. It's a really good week because time is you're not on a clock playing another game. You got a little bit of a breather to, to relax and look at it with a bird's eye view. And um, I think that uh, it'll be it'll be a good chance for us to improve as a coaching staff and as a, a unit, both collectively and individually. What reaction do you have when NFC defensive player of the week after week after week has been an eagle? Um, I think that it, it's cool to see that individuals get recognized because of the team playing well together, and that's what you've seen. So the, obviously, those guys that have gotten that award have played at a really good at a really good level. But ultimately, for those guys that get those awards, their teammates have to be playing at a high level. So as much as that is an individual award, that really they get those awards because of the team playing at a high level. All right, great stuff there from JG, and now we turn the focus to the head coach, our one-on-one every week with head coach Nick Sirianni, uh, the Eagles coming off that big win against the Cowboys. I mixed in a question or two about that game um, because I felt there were some things that were overlooked, some big moments 
from that win over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Here he is, our weekly one-on-one, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni. We welcome you to our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, and it's the bye week. I hope you're all enjoying your time off. Uh, we are still here at the Novacare Complex and getting ready for Pittsburgh next week. Coach, um, welcome to the bye week. Um, 6-0, undefeated, only team in the NFL undefeated. What does that mean to you? Uh, just that we got uh, we were 6-0, and we got a chance to be 7-0, and and that's, that's really it, that we have to go out and we have to make our corrections this week as far as our scout, our self-scout things, um, get better from that, and then go prepare for a really good football team in Pittsburgh. A lot of different ways you've won, though. I mean, it's been impressive. Yeah, I think that, you know, teams, you know, when you find ways to win different ways, that's, that's just good, that's a good thing. Of course, you'd like to win uh, by a lot every, every week, and, but that's not the reality of the NFL, and you find ways to, to do it through all, all three phases, and that just contributes to the type of team you're going to be and continue to be. A statistic that jumps out at me, the Eagles averaging 5.2 penalties per game, seventh fewest in the NFL. Last year, people were on you after some early penalties. Now we don't hear much about it. I, I, why, why is it happening? What does it mean to you from a coaching standpoint and from a player standpoint? Yeah, I think uh, fundamentally we just keep getting better because sometimes, you know, it's it's putting yourself in a bad position fundamentally, and our players are doing a nice job of getting better fundamentally. Coaches are doing a nice job of coaching them better fundamentally, and then uh, players are just going out there and executing, you know, and not putting themselves in tough spots at times there. And so when we are making the penalties, that you know, I don't, I don't think that, you know, we did a good enough job as coaches explaining it. So, you know, it's just us explaining it to them and, and talking, to, talking it through with them and then them having to go out and do the hard job and is to execute it. There's a minute this week to kind of step back and, and self-scout and kind of look back at these six games. So where do you think you are offensively and defensively? With Still in the process of our self-scout right now, but this is a very important part of our process to, uh, you know, to evaluate all these different things. And obviously you're looking at, you know, your scheme, you're looking at what's working, you're looking at what's not working, you're looking at tendencies of, of things that you're doing, you're looking at where you fall in the league on certain things. Maybe where were you last year at this time at, at six, you know, at six games in or even at the bye week. So we have all these different things and we get these, you know, guys that are doing so much work for us. The quality controls are doing so much work for us to help us understand it. And then, you know, naturally that's going to turn into, hey, we're not doing this well enough. Let's look at the plays here. Now let's, let's go through it. Yeah, we just saw them. Maybe we just saw them the other day with Dallas or maybe we saw them week two against Minnesota. You get to look through it. You get to identify the issues. And then you can go, okay, now we have all this other film. Who's, who's doing really well at this? All right, let's look at what they do. Let's look at what the Bills or the Chiefs or whatever, whoever it is do in this scenario or in this situation or in this play and you got an opportunity to to really make yourself better here and so that's why yes it's a, a bye weeks for the players to recharge they're not here right now but and it's also for the coaches to recharge but we got to grind in this week as well because this it's just so such an important part of your development as an offense and as a defense and as a special teams when you can identify the good and bad things that you're doing great answer uh Nobody really kind of understands how much goes on behind the scenes in this week. All right, there was a play on Sunday. Yeah, night. I'm working. Yeah, I, I'm working. Yeah, I, love, I love it. We know that. <laughs> um, um, Coach, there was a play on Sunday night that I just don't feel got enough attention. Fourth and four, end of the first quarter, Eagles at the Dallas 10-yard line, and you were able to draw a neutral zone infraction. Keep the drive going, first and goal. Next play, Miles scores a touchdown. Why did that play work? I mean, what do you love? You jump, you reacted with joy on the sideline. Sure, we work we work different scenarios there. So, 
you know, we do a lot of on the ball going fast things. So you don't know if we're on the ball going fast. You don't know if we're on the ball uh, checking to a play because we do that as well. And you don't know if we're on the ball uh, trying to get you to jump offside. So there's this there's this balance of the different things, the different tempos that you run that puts doubt in the defense's mind. And that's what you're trying to do it on everything. You don't ever want to be predictable on anything that you do. You want to put doubt in, a seed of doubt in their mind. And, hey, like when we go up there and we go fast, and if you're not ready as a defense, our offensive line is going to be able to push you off the ball. So you've got to react, right? And so, you know, it was exciting that when you put that work in and the players execute it, like that's pretty sweet. I mean, that's that's why you get into this and to see the players get excited about that as well. It's just an exciting thing. And and this is hey, it's an emotional game. It's it's okay to show emotion, right? This is not some you don't. This isn't a, a golf match where you have to be quiet. And and well, they go pretty crazy on golf <laughs> matches after yeah. they hit it. But you have to be quiet. Like you can just really show your emotion after and not have to. You know, you can take your bat and slam it down on the ground, right? Like my guy, at the Reese, Philly, yeah. like he did. You can do that after a big play like that. And that's what's exciting about sports. Right, final question, then, relating to that. Um, you talk about situational football, that kind of play. Is that what you're talking about? Because so fans can kind of understand. Are you practice that kind of moment? Yeah. Uh, you mean like our celebration? Yeah. No, no, like the, like the fourth <laughs> and four. Like you go, hey, this, this moment in practice, we're, sure. we're going to practice this yeah. kind of stuff. We, we, you know, there's so many different situations. And we talk to the players all the time that situations just don't mean two-minute, th- uh, four-minute uh, third down, backed up, red zone. There's more to it than that. There's situations that pop up in the game that, you know, you don't know when they're going to pop up or, you know, like that on a fourth down. You don't know when something like that's going to pop up. So you talk about it. You practice it. You, you, you watch it on tape. You install it. You walk through it. And then you practice it in, in, hope, in, in attempts that when you ha- those situations are, are there for you, you execute. And that's part of being a high football IQ team. Um, and that we're always preaching and talking about. I love tying it all in. Coach, thank you very much. That's our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. The Eagles off this weekend, back a week from Sunday against the Steelers at Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks for joining us, and until then, go Birds! And let's close things out on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group with our extra point. Who better to go to during the bye week than the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. How does he feel the Eagles have played through six games, and What's ahead for this football team in 2022? Merrill, we are six games into this season. I hope you're enjoying your bye week. Um, general thoughts on what you expected from the Eagles and what you've seen from the Eagles. I expected the Eagles to have a good season. I expected them to be a good team. I can't tell you that I expected them to be 6-0 and at this point and the only undefeated team in the NFL. So I'm extremely pleased. Merrill, why do you think this team is so good? What has happened uh, that it's maybe exceeded your expectations? Well, you can start with the quarterback. I think that uh, I have been a supporter of Jalen Hurts from day one. I think he is an excellent quarterback, and I think he has a lot of ability. But the difference between Jalen Hurts of 2021 Jalen Hurts 2022 is absolutely enormous. You can see the way he has grown. You can see his decision-making, the way he sees the field, his accuracy with the football. The leadership has always been there, but we are watching him become one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. 
Agreed with you, and I, I will attest that you have always been in his corner and his biggest advocate, so kudos to you for seeing that. Merrill, also the, the acquisitions that this team made in the offseason, rebuilding the defense, adding A.J. Brown to the offense, you know, every single piece has fit very well. It seems to have made an enormous difference. Agree? Absolutely. The personnel work by this team has been fabulous. It really has. I mean, you look at the way that different people have changed this defense. C.J. Gardner-Johnson has been outstanding. He's come up with two interceptions in the last game, three in the, in the past two weeks. You look at the difference that James Bradbury has made. So you had a big play slay, and big play slay with the addition of James Bradbury just gives this team one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Yeah, all, all the way through, it's really worked. Hassan Reddick has been a big has been terrific. Jordan Davis, another one of your pre-draft picks, has fit in very nicely into the rotation. Uh, the offensive line. Merrill, this team runs the football. I, I don't remember a team, an Eagles team, that has run the football. I mean, certainly last year was, was wonderful. But, I mean, the last two games, when the Eagles late in the games have needed to run the football, they have done so with such physical power. Miles Sanders has been terrific. To me, that's the bread and butter of this offense. Well, it is. Uh, there's no doubt that the running game has been outstanding. A great example of that came in both of the last two games against Arizona and then this past game against Dallas where they needed to control the football and run the clock at the end. And I think against Arizona, they had a drive of over six minutes. And the other night against Dallas, they kept it for almost eight minutes. To have that kind of ball control and the ability to wrap up a game by keeping the ball and then getting something at the end was tremendous, just tremendous. And it was a combination of an outstanding offensive line coached by perhaps the best offensive line coach in the entire NFL and fine running backs. And it's, it's absolutely a terrific combination. Merrill, quick word about A.J. Brown. Your, your thoughts on him? You've been around long enough. You've seen every great wide receiver in the history of the Eagles here. Um, what, did, what, what do you see in A.J. Brown, and what, what did he bring to this offense? He's an elite receiver. He knows how to get open. He has great hands. And once he has the ball in his hands, he turns into a dangerous running back. He is absolutely elite. And the combination of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, in my opinion, is the best pairing of wide receivers I've seen in my 46 years in the booth. And, and that is saying something, given your broadcast partner is certainly one of the greatest in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Merle, looking he at your what? He is. Yeah. Can, I, can I just uh, yeah. elaborate on that? Mike Quick is certainly one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of the Eagles. And so was our Hall of Famer, Harold Carmichael. But just remember that when Mike came there as a rookie, he had 10 receptions. And that was pretty much the end of Harold's effective career. So had they been together at their prime, they would have been right there as the you know competing to be the best pair in Eagles history. But they were not there at each prime. Understood and, and agreed. I remember looking ahead. What what do you think? How does the rest of this regular season play out? Or, or do you have concerns? I mean, how do you feel about the Eagles moving forward? I feel good, but I love the fact that Nick Sirianni says to them, "Let's go one and zero." one game at a time. 
if you start thinking about, well, in two weeks we may have, and then don't forget at the beginning of December we have to go here or there, then you get into trouble. You have to be focused. This team has to focus only on the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is their next order of business. And because the Steelers have not been a particularly good team, do not think that this game is in the bag. You have to play each game as if it's a Super Bowl. That's the way you have to go about it. And I like the way this team is looking at each and every week. And then finally, Merrill, the rest of the NFC, the Packers are down, the 49ers are banged up, the Rams are struggling. To me, it looks like Giants, amazingly, Cowboys, and Vikings are the main competition. I see, I see Tampa Bay struggling. Do you see, uh, who do you see as the, as the competition, the cream of the crop, if you will, in the NFC other than the Eagles? Well, see, I would agree with you right now. But this is a war of attrition, and people go down and other people get healthy, and a lot of things change from week to week. But right now I would agree that the, the teams that pose the greatest threat are the Cowboys and the Giants. And Minnesota, who the Eagles dominated earlier this season, they are coming on. They're a very good team. And surprisingly, Tampa Bay has wilted a bit, and Green Bay is a different team. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but boy, is he missing Devontae Adams. All right, it's time for me to step away, take a breath, and take off for the weekend. I hope you all do the same and get ready to go. The next time we will get together next week before the Eagles play the Pittsburgh Steelers at Lincoln Financial Field should be a great one. The Steelers, will Kenny Pickett be the quarterback as the Eagles uh, get back from the bye week? All right, that's it. I want to thank Peter Kelly, Kira Mahoney, everyone who has to do with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles Media Relations Department for helping get all of these interviews together. Of course, Nick and Jonathan for their time as well. Thank all of you for joining each and every episode. If you have a moment to give us a review, those five stars really help because the Eagles do pay attention. I included a link in the details section of your podcast library. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Back next week. In the meantime, everyone, enjoy the weekend. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And go, birds! G-A-T-L-E-S!